Face Off. I'm Courtney Laughlin, chilling in our basement with my dad. Yeah, part two already. I can't believe it. Episode two of Family Face Off. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, dad, we have a lot to get to in today's show. We're going to recap the first three games. Yeah, we let's have... do that right away. Uh, what? No. Oh, I'm We're not sorry. doing I'm off that. Script Wait, yeah, yeah, off script already. Okay. Follow the rundown. Okay. Um, we have a couple great interviews. We're going to go through what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, but first, before we get to that, yep. Um, do I get any place on this table to put anything? What is going on? Well, it's all about notes, Courtney. It's all about preparation precedes success. Remember, I've told you that before when you play hockey, and you are like Joe B next to me today. I have right? no He space gets very on the table. little room, and I get all my notes plastered over the table in front of me. So in uh, one of your games versus Buffalo, yep. I actually ended up taking this picture because I'm watching you guys do the broadcast and Joe B is sitting nice, professionally and polished at the desk and he's always got one little is, nice piece way, of paper. Is. And then there's you literally all of your notes just like this. And dad, I asked you, I was like, save your notes because so many fans, when I tweeted that picture, were like, what is going on? What does your dad have on there? So these are your notes from the Buffalo game. Yes, they are. I'm getting a headache looking at them. What well, is going on? Okay, let me go through it. First of all, for the fans out there, at the start of a game, we get a rundown. And this is a rundown of everything we're going to be doing, hopefully during the course of a Caps game. A lot of the time, it's put together by the producer, and he gives it to us so we know sort of a rundown. He doesn't tell us what to say, but he gives us a rundown of what we're going to be talking about. So I've, over the years, made notes with Sharpies, and that's because as you get over 60, Courtney, people will know this, your eyes start to go. So I like to have Sharpies, and this year, I've decided to take it another step. I've color-coded. So if you look at all the blue ink, that is the Sabres. All the black ink is about the caps. So now I can quickly look at it, and for people out there, it's all about preparing, I know all this, but if I want to make sure I'm correct on what I'm stating, I can quickly look down at my notes, find the notes. Yes, I can find them on this scratch piece of paper. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, how do you <laughs> I know? Can. And then I've decided to put them on cardboard this year because we're playing Buffalo eight times. These are the bios of the Buffalo Sabres. These are the bios of the Washington Capitals. So I have a good background check on the card stock so they don't get crumpled up like this one looks. Okay, and before every game, I do new sheets of paper for every Caps game. It looks like organized chaos. Right, a and I bit. got heat after you sent out that picture. Even Joe B said, my friends are texting me and saying, Locker has a sloppy look on the table. So if you watch my second game, all my notes were covered. Joe does his mm. on the computer. I do these by hand so I can quickly memorize them over the course of the game. So what were people saying? I want to hear this. I want to know who they are. Okay. Well, I'm not going to call people out on <laughs> I'm it. I'm going to. Um, CapsFan74 said that your dad looks like he's piecing together a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> that could be true, too. I mean, your dad knows best. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, this is what my sixth grade teacher used to call an organized mess. <laughs> organized I, chaos on the ice and off the ice. Um, I like this one from Frank. One obviously studied for the exam. Craig Thank obviously you. didn't. That, wait a second. <laughs> you Frank didn't because he you your notes to oh, cheat. Oh, I thought he was saying I obviously studied and Joe did not. That would have 
that's probably the correct Okay, one other whatever. thing, Dad, that I want to know, because I've been watching you do this yes. for years, right? Okay. And so many times, I yep. mean, uh, talk about like, okay, that hold not on. falling far from the tree. I use Sharpie now, too, right? Like, that's how I write my notes. But I want to know, once you use a stat, right? Because all of these things have different right. stats, and you right. have caps, notes, and things that you want to remember right. to say. You don't cross them off. Because you're yeah, like, I've used I this one of, already. I, I do cross them off, but a lot of times I'll circle them because, for example, this one here, no flying, no cheating. <laughs> that that was something that Laviolette said in a press conference. Okay. No flying, no cheating. And that just tells you the story that you have to have, or this one, don't think offense until you have the puck. So I sort of get quotes, I get anecdotes that I want to use throughout a telecast. I'll circle them, but yes, then I will cross them off. For example, perfect cross-off of a note I used during the game. Mm. Hopefully the game's great, and I can just talk about what's happening on the ice and the great plays Ovi makes and Nick makes and Carlson makes and great saves by either of the young goalies. But I like to have this as a cushion that we can discuss stuff while the play's going on. So last question about your organized chaos. Yep. Um, about how long does it take you to prepare for a game? Probably a day and a half, usually the night before watching some video, and then the morning of the game, really go over the statistical analysis of what's going on, just so I have them, so I can look at trends and stuff like that. Well, this looks like a... But it's the same Pink amount. Pen over here. It, I mean, it's, I'm nice it's, and well, tailored. I'll tell you this: family face-off is generally three days. A Caps game is one day. Okay, because <laughs> I'm producer, director, and talent. That's a hard oh thing. That is not true. Who put together the rundown today? Tommy okay. McFly. Okay. Thanks, no Tommy. comment. All right. Because well, I ripped you. them last game, so I have to thank them today. Um, what are your notes for today's show? It's all about thumbs up and thumbs down about the first three games. So I'm going to start with thumbs up. Okay. Thumbs up the way the Capitals are offensively aggressive. I love the new trend of the defense pinching on the soft side or weak side of the ice, putting a lot of pressure on the opposition's wingers. I think it's going to pay dividends as the forward, the third forwards gets more used to it. I love that style of system. I liked their creative, their offensive creativity. I can't tell you the last time that I've watched the Caps where I felt like once they got into the offensive zone, they were creative. They were free-flowing. They were less robotic, it seemed to me, when mm -hmm. I was watching them. And I think in years past, it was, look, like as a player, when your coach tells you to do something, your mind might not do that, but you're like, oh, shoot, I have to go there, or I have to go there, even though I don't want to, but that's that's the system that the coach has told me to do. So I feel like they, I saw a lot more offensive creativity from the Caps, and I loved that. 11 goals for, for the first three games, 119 shot attempts. Great job so, by the Caps. Yeah, and you make a good point, because remember last show in Family Faceoff 1, I mentioned the three zones. Yep. The work zone's a D zone, the speed zone's a neutral zone, and the fun zone's the offensive zone, and I saw that too. Um, when it comes to thumbs down, and there is always a negative side yep. or something I want to improve, the Caps' third line has to find chemistry. I, I think they need that offensive firepower. A lot of the offense came from their top six in the blue line. The fourth line chipped in. I love the fourth line. Now it's the third line, and it's going to be a rotating winger setup because you've got Eller and Ponick as mainstays right now, it mm -hmm. seems, through the three games. Now it's got to be someone else to step up. They tried Sherry. They've tried Sprong. And it's going to be interesting to see who they settle on moving forward. But that line definitely 
has to generate more offense and more zone time. That's my thumbs down. Do you see them at some point flipping back to what the third line used to be with Hagelin and Eller? Sure. When things don't go wrong, you know, as a coach, you go back to the things that worked in the past. But I think he wants to experiment and see what some of these guys can do playing that third line. Hasn't been the same, by the way, since Brett Connolly left and headed south to Florida. And that's something that they obviously want to get is that secondary scoring Scoring, from that third line. What's your thumbs down? All right, my thumbs down, the thing that I did not like in the first three games, and I feel like this is a storyline that we talk about a lot with the Caps, or at least lately, too many penalties, way too many penalties for the Caps. Nick Backstrom even said the penalties have to go after their last game against the Penguins. Um, Look, there's going to be penalties in a game, right? You're going to take, you're going to, you're going to be sent to the box. But for me, it's the avoidable ones. It's the stick infractions. When you look at the last couple games, two slashes, three trips, a cross check, interference, two holds, a hook, all stick infractions, which means you're not in the right position. You're either cheating and now you're reaching or you're not coming back into the zone quick enough and you're maybe a step behind it's and now you're hooking. It's yes. correctable. Yes. But, but I will say this. It's a trend that's lingered from last year. Totally. And that's what Backstrom and company are worried about. Let's stop it right now because it takes away the flow. It puts our penalty killers under duress. I mean, last game, I think, against Pittsburgh, Char penalty killed close to five minutes. Way too long for the penalty killing to be on the ice. And the second period versus Pittsburgh, they only had three shots on net. You uh, so you're never going to generate that offense. You're never going to get generate that flow. You're not going to get Ovechkin out there in a rhythm. Because now you're sending your penalty killers out there and you can't get into a full rotation of lines. Um, they have the worst penalty differential in the NHL. Yep, not enough for and too many against. So not good. They've definitely got to clean that up. So that's my thumbs down um, for the Caps. Again, uh, hey, still a long season ahead of us. Three games. <laughs> and to further our thoughts on this, I tracked down Ken Sabrin, a good friend of ours, does the color with John Walton on Washington Caps Radio. Great guy, former NHLer, big burly defenseman. Great on the alumni team, by the way. He's probably the only guy in shape. All right, Sabby, your take of the first three games so far for the Caps. Well, I look at the first game, I think adrenaline took over that first game. The first two periods were very good. I thought they were playing at a fast pace, moving up, forcing the other team, turnovers. And then fatigue, I think, set in the third period. A little slow, sloppiness. I think reality that we're what we're going to see here probably for the next two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and then the second game, uh, they found a way to win against an inferior team, obviously. And uh, and then the third game against Pittsburgh could have went either way. Shootout, you know, who knows? The skills contest really doesn't, you know, doesn't really prove anything. But I thought they could have been a lot better. Um, in terms of sloppiness against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, they got some good goal thing at times that kind of kept them in it. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a work in progress, I think, for another two or three weeks. So what are your take? what's your take now on the new D pairings? Do you like them? Obviously, that was one of the big things that the Caps did in the offseason was bringing up some defensemen. So what's your take on the Caps' new D pairings? Well, first of all, I think it's it's good. They have a little balance in the, in the D pairings. So, you know, they don't have to use John Carlson, uh, you know, for 25, 26 minutes a game anymore. They can put out any of the pairings. I thought I'm really impressed with Chara and Jen uh, and, uh, and number three, Jennings, uh, Jensen. yeah, Jensen's pairing. I really like them. Uh, I think they've been v- very good. Obviously, Peter Laviolette likes them too. They've been out for the start of a lot of uh, penalty kills. 
uh, been getting the ice time. Chara's been doing his job, and everybody thought coming into this a back-to-back game was, you know, how's Chara going to handle it? So far, so good. Over 20 minutes and back-to-back didn't bother him. So uh, it's early in the season, I know that, but I think he's really settled that third pairing down, really settled the whole D down. Uh, and I guess the big thing is how's number nine and 74, Orloff and, and Carlson, going to, you know, treat themselves here in the next couple of weeks. And if they can find a way to get it done, I think having the three equal pairings adds a lot of, uh, uh, you know, the team, the coaching staff can do a lot more with it instead of just wearing two guys out the whole time. So one of the other things that we've seen is in this new system with Laviolette is the defense pinching um, a lot in the offensive zone. Uh, what's your, do you like that philosophy with having the caps do that more? And, what are the keys to Courtney, that? have you ever seen him play an alumni <laughs> game? I think he's a forward half the time. But it, there's a lot of communication that has to go on to make sure that, that you can execute that correctly, right? Otherwise, you're going to have guys flying around the zone. I, I don't know. So do you like have, – have you liked what you saw so far with the Caps kind of implementing that new system? Yeah, I love it. I love the new system. But it is. It's, it's similar to, like, the defense, a man-on-man, because right. if you blow your assignment, if that third guy's not high, your D guy's not backing you up, then it's an odd man rush. So, And as we know, these guys are pretty talented in this in the NHL. They can make you pay. But I like it. I like the aggressiveness in the offensive zone. I really like it in the neutral zone, the D pinching up, not giving them time and space, force them to dump that puck in and make it a foot race back there. So I think if they can continue to play, it'll be a fast-paced game. Uh, it'll take away a lot of time and space for these good players they're playing against. Uh, as we know, Locker, you know, coming through the neutral zones where they create all the offense. Correct. Right. So if you can lock that up and make it miserable for them, they'll get frustrated and they'll start dumping the puck in. Savvy, before we let you go, you know, we talk about the Pittsburgh Capitals rivalry. Well, you broke into the league in the Battle of Alberta, Edmonton and Calgary. And for fans out there that don't know, it's only – about a three-hour drive. It is a heated rivalry. And I understand at one point early on in your career, you had a little run-in with the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's it's early. I was my first game ever. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> really early. You know. Um, so, so I'll give you, you know, it was a battle of Alberta. There was a lot of battle of Alberta. But uh, this was uh, Wayne got traded to L.A. So, He's in L.A., and so is McSorley, so is Baumgartner, so is Jay Miller. You know, they all they had everybody. So my first game up, we're playing L.A. I get called up, and I'm, you know, just go, you know, the coach tells me, just go out there and play normal, you know, relax, whatever. So as a, as a rookie, you know, you're going back. Anything you do, anything you do is magnified, right? So Correct. you don't want to get in trouble. So there's an icing call. They, they, they ice the puck, and I'm probably about at the center ice or so. Look beside me, and I see an L.A. King. I didn't really think about it, so I'm skating, you know. And it's touch icing back in the day. Yes. you No, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. touch icing. You'd peel your face off the glass. <laughs> you know. But so I look over again, and it happened to be Wayne. And, you know, and I'm looking. I'm like, well, I can't get beat. To, I don't care if it's Wayne Gretzky. I can't get beat to that icing. So I'm going as hard as I can. Probably he's just go coasting, <laughs> you know. And so I get down there in the corner. I touched the puck and he fell and I kind of like nudged him and no kidding. I think a feather wouldn't even move. <laughs> he went flying. So he's on the, I'm in the corner. He's underneath me. I got my hands on the boards cause I'm on ready to fall over. And he's right underneath me. I turn around and look and I see three guys coming with no gloves. <laughs> 
and I'm like, this isn't going to be good, right? So I turn, I turn again, and I, they're coming, and it's 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 McShorley, Jay Miller, and Baumgartner. My luck, they're all in the ice. That's there. a great line right there. Oh, I'll tell you that. Great line. No stick, no gloves. Just <laughs> They didn't play with them. <laughs> oh my! So, anyways, you know, I get in there. And they start beating the crap out of the back of my head. I finally, and then luckily, I had Hunter and Gary Roberts on the ice too. So we kind of, once we got in there, we equaled out. But that was uh, they. I had welts on the back of my. I couldn't wear my helmet the next day. <laughs> wow. So, but then I ended up fighting McSorley. Uh, my first fight ever was McSorley. Then this is the same scrimmage. Then. Uh, but then uh, uh, Gary Roberts fought him, and then Tim Hunter fought him. Wow. I'm in the box from the first fight, still breathing hard. He's fighting three guys. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what did I get myself into here? <laughs> so, you know, after the game, as you know, Locker, we went for a couple drinks. And, uh, yep. you know, I saw Baumgartner. I kind of knew him a little. And I said, uh, we're talking. I go, are we done? He goes, no, we're never done. So, <laughs> back to back, two days later, we go back to Calgary. Get out there in the second period, another five-on-five five brawl because of it, and we get kicked out again. So my first two games ever, I was kicked out, and uh, you know I was kind of glad not to see them for a little while. That is old-time <laughs> hockey, Sabby. And remember, as we finish up this interview, tell John Walton fans want to hear the color guy. Okay? <laughs> yes, exactly. No less than John more than you, Sabby. I got more. I got my engineer to give me one of those uh, things that you can mute your your play by play. I need one of them. One yeah, of so do I. Working with him. <laughs> Sabby, thanks for the visit. You're the best man. Thank, Thank you. you so much. All right, take care. Do you remember your first game? I remember my first game in Detroit uh, against the Red Wings. I remember the coach walking in. It was Bob Barry at the time with the Montreal Canadiens back in 1981. And he said to me, Craig, you're going to play left wing tonight. And I was like, left wing? I'm a right shot. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like changing wings right. now like Ovi who can right. fire it off that left side. So I had a tough time controlling the blue liners, actually. And I remember uh, the blue liners getting a lot of shots because I wasn't close to them. I wasn't timing it right to get out to them. I didn't understand coming from the American League to the NHL how tough it is. And, you know, from that day forward, I will say this. I had my worst games ever when I played against the Detroit Red Wings. Really? In their worst games ever. <laughs> You had some traumas yes. with your first well, game. Well, yeah, and, and I had trauma. And it like brought back okay. some negative and, and memories. I, okay, and, and the one trauma is, I will say this, Lane Lambert, who used to be a coach here, yep. and now coaches with the New York Islanders, to this day we laugh when we talk to one another because at center ice at Detroit, him and I dropped the gloves and we fought. And I wasn't a big really? fan Really? Yes. I come out of here. I've oh, never yeah. heard this story. Okay, and so... He says he caught me with a punch and I was bleeding <laughs> above my eye. I actually fell down because he was wrestling or something and threw me to the ice and my head hit the ice. I was cut open and I remember sitting on the bus all stitched up having a brewski after the game on the way to the airport and it was Beers like, on the bus? Oh yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, yes. That was a big part of our diet. And so what happened was is to this day he says Thank God, Locker, I one-punched you. And I always say, Lane, I think I got the win because I drilled you. You turtled. And mm. we still have an ongoing battle. But from that day forward, my first game to the end of my career, I finally scored in Detroit. I had scored in just about every other rink, but I had never scored in Detroit. And I scored with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I know you're trying to punch <laughs> up the fight. 
and no one's been able to find the tape and even Lane can't find it. I say I've got it somewhere and I still to this day believe I won the fight. I just want to know because hockeyfights.com says who won and who lost. Every one of my fights, fights, every one of my fights, I've already went through this and turn that off. <laughs> I went through that with Alan Mann. He says I lost every one. So turn it off. <laughs> You're 0 for 10. Yes, we don't need this on this show. <laughs> I think this is great. Why is everybody ripping me <laughs> you recently? You go to hockeyfights.com and search Craig Lachlan to check out his fights. I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> I'm going to watch all of I didn't these. win any. Okay. Let's get back on track. All right, and let's let's talk about yes. the Caps. One other thing that we want to talk about, we've given our takes on what we liked, what we didn't like. We heard from Ken Sabrin. We got to give some nods and kind of talk about the goaltending situation for the Caps yep. and the two goalies, Sam, Sam Sonoff and Vanacek. Yep. Vanacek got his first win as an NHL goalie against the Buffalo Sabres. Yep. Which is great. I mean, I thought he looked great. And one of the things that I found interesting was that when he, a couple years ago in the Caps organization, they wanted to tweak a couple things in his game. And that was they wanted him to stand a little taller in his net. He was a little bit too much hunched over. And this is what Scott Murray was saying of what they wanted him so to work on. So you have better coverage up up top instead of leaning forward as a goalie. And better balance. Balance. And Not over your toes, more in the center of your... Correct. And better power. And when he wasn't standing tall in his net, this limited his ability to kind of track mm -hmm. the puck, which is such a big thing now, right, is you always want to make sure that you're tracking the puck. Um, so I was impressed, to be honest, from, from Vanacek. I love the way that he looked. I thought he kept the caps in that game versus the Buffalo Sabres. I thought he was one of the best players on the ice. Yep. So incredible. He did get a um, shaving cream pie to the face in the post-game interview. We never, ever <laughs> got them back in the day. Which is crazy. I Why? Know, we, I, Beers I on the bus, but no shaving cream? I don't know. It was, we, we would do pranks, I think, during practice more than anything. 2-0-1, so you can't be complaining too much. I think when you look at Samsonov, I think he had some unlucky breaks, the mishandles of the puck. They work on that in practice. They've worked on that with Vanacek and Samsonov. Again, you're going to have a process for these guys with his first game, with his 27th game. Right. They're still newbies as far as being starters. I think Samsonov looked a little disjointed in some of his movements more than I've seen him in the past. Yeah. And to me, that just comes from confidence, getting back into the groove, getting back to playing um, anytime, battling the injury that he had, all those type of things. Now you've got to get ready for him to perform like he did at the start of last season. I think he will. I'm confident in the two young goalies. I said it in the first telecast, age doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Experience, you learn. And then you become experienced. You will make mistakes because that's the experience process. Um, Vanacek, you could see in his DNA the fact that he's played five years in the American Hockey League, played in the yeah. Czech Elite League. I loved his calm. And as a player, calm goalies make you feel better. When they're flopping around, I hate to say this like some of the goalies I had, um, <laughs> you sort of get nervous the next one's going in. Yeah. I didn't feel that with either of them, and mm -hmm. they're both going to get stronger. I'm okay with the Caps goaltending situation. Good. I am too. Yeah. I thought that was good. We're good. I, thought, I feel confident. They looked confident. Um, and you're right, Dad. There is something about, especially when that first shot it gets taken on your goaltender. You're like, what's going to happen? Is he going to let it in? Is he not? Is he going to uh, be on balance? Is he going to challenge? Is yep. he going to be confident? All those things go through your head. So just one other note about Vanacek. He stopped 30 of his 31 shots face. So, I mean, a, a great, great game by him. I know a lot of the players after that game, too, said that he kept them in the game, that he did a great job. Um, so that's what I don't think you could ask much more from a goaltender, especially playing Correct. in their first game. 
Um, Dad, you were talking about pranks and having some fun. I know yep. we want to have some fun on this show. We've talked a lot of hockey. Um, but we're going to talk some beer and oh, some alcohol. Yeah. Locker libations. I love it. Because this is really exciting. Um you have done a beer collaboration before with Aslan. Yes. You came out with Locker 18 last Loved year and last it. February. Juicy IPA. And you're a huge IPA person. Yes. I have no idea what that means or what's even in it. I'm like a wine person. Give me a bottle of wine. I drank too much Bud Light when I was playing. <laughs> oh, so now you like the fancy stuff. Good to be here, Courtney. G'day, Craig. The brewmaster from Astrolab Brewing. Can you tell us about the beer that we're doing with you guys in the collaboration between Astrolab and the Lachlan Family Foundation, because I know my dad's pretty excited about it. Pumped. A wicked <laughs> wrister is going to be kick butt, if you know what I mean, right? Yeah, and I think you're understating it, mate. I think it's going <laughs> to it, be awesome. Uh, we're super psyched about it. Uh, we've been like watching it fermented a little bit higher to get that juicy character coming out, like really accentuate some of the hot boils. So we used uh, Amarillo uh, to accentuate some of the peach early on, followed by uh, Centennial. Uh, and that's to bring out some of the orange characteristics. And then we used a new hop on the market called Sabro. And we're pretty excited about that hop. Um, it really displays some unique character. How long has the process been? And when can we expect to have it canned and ready to go for all our great fans out there? Yeah, so I think we got together on this brew day, Craig, when we made this here there on the 6th. Um, we're expecting this to be canned around the 27th. So it's a 21-day wow. turnaround. And the reason for that is, like, we after we dry hop, once we settle and have everything ready for packaging, we want to get all that hoppy goodness in the can and packaging out to you. And, you know, that's something that in our talks together that you really, really loved about uh, and the beers that we love have, have in common. Is there hockey in New Zealand, Matt? <laughs> I think there's a team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you ever watched hockey over there in your home country? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my actually, uh, my nephew has uh, like uh, they've come over and visited, and uh, they have uh, Caps jerseys. So yeah, they're pretty they're pretty stoked to see uh, the championship. Awesome. Uh, back a couple of years ago, but uh, yeah, no. Usually it's. Uh, it's summertime in New Zealand, so most of us are outdoors, fishing and whatnot. So if you come home or it's a rainy day, it might be on uh, one of the broadcast channels there, um, but uh, the time zone and whatnot. But there are some, certainly some fans, and uh, now that every time I go back, I see more and more uh, jerseys worn around the neighborhood. Well, we're going to make you into a big fan. So where yeah. can people order Wicked Rister, and how can they get their hands on it? Yeah, we hope to have uh, Wicked Rister in the cans uh, next Wednesday, Thursday. And I believe we'll do some pre-orders early next week, which will be okay. available through astrolabbrewing.com on our um, online ordering platform. And then uh, we'll be going out to, uh, like, obviously through the foundation as well. And, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, just look through our website. All Everything will be on our uh, social media along with the Lockham social media page. Yeah. Well, we're very excited. And I obviously... have a beer <laughs> and a coffee. Not a bad mix, right? Uh, you're, you're a true champion. <laughs> <laughs> well, we obviously thank you so much for kind of everything that you're doing also um, with our foundation, helping shed light on what we're trying to do with raising money for rare cancer. So we, we love this collaboration and we're very excited as some of the proceeds that you guys are doing with this collab will go back to our foundation to help us in our mission to raise cancer. So 
I can't wait to try it. Um, I can't wait. I know where I am next Wednesday and Thursday. I'll tell you that. I thought we're doing a show. Oh, that's right. It has to be Thursday. Yeah, and uh, just on, on the Astrolab side, you know, we're super excited about the bear, and uh, but like the more important reason we're here is uh, to support the Lachlan Foundation, and you know, with its uh, uh, cause to try and fight and help uh, rare forms of cancer, and you know, it, it was an easy one for us to get in behind, and we're super psyched about it, and you know, wish for uh, you know all the success in the future. So please get out and support it. Wicked Rister Dad, available January 27th at Astrolab Brewery. I can't believe you got another beer. Yeah, Are you going to name one after me next time or what? I might. <laughs> I might. I'm, I'm going to use a lot of hockey names first, but I'm thinking of naming one after you for sure, Corey. Oh, I, thanks, I think when Dad. it comes down to it, we're so excited because we're trying to find a cure for rare cancers. Yep. We're trying to give back to the community. You're going to get a delicious beer that you're going to be able to pre-order starting in about a week. You can go on their website, astrobrewing.com, I think astrolabbrewing.com. You can check out the website. You can call them. Every single four-pack, I am signing one beer on every one. Personally signing it. So every four-pack will have a signature. And I'm going to sit there and she said, she told me I think there's 2,000 cans I have to sign. Wow. So that's a lot of four packs that we're trying to sell. We hope to sell out and we hope Caps fans join our cause and help us out and enjoy a nice beverage. So a percentage of the proceeds from these beers yep. will be going to our foundation, the Lachlan Family Foundation, to help us in our fight against rare cancers. So something that's obviously very near and dear to our hearts and mm -hmm. we're glad that there are some organizations and companies out there that believe us that believe in our mission you and our fight. You got to get back to the craft beer places around here. The DMV is booming with craft beer people and they do a wonderful job and they've been hit hard because of this COVID situation, but they've stepped forward like a lot of these companies do in a great cause and I can't wait to sip one on probably am I got a game on the 28th? I don't even know. <laughs> but if I've got no game that well maybe if I have a game I got to take a sip. A wicked risk. Let's just hope we don't have family face off. So let's or talk about the upcoming do. schedule. Yeah, let's um break that down so the Cats play Pittsburgh again. They've got another two games against Buffalo which starts their home stand and then they finally see a new team um, which is the Islanders for me, Dad? I, moving forward with the Caps, I just want to see them play a full sixty. And I know, like coaches say that all the time, and announcers right. say that all the time, play a full sixty. But if you you ha you still have to come out there and be like, okay, we're not going to take any shifts off. We're going to stay out of the penalty box. We're not going to take our foot off the gas because once you do that, you let the other team kind of get into the game. So I really want to see that this next week of how the Caps cannot take any shifts off and just. Just keep coming after these teams. They were talking a lot about puck management, making sure they secure the puck, make good plays with the puck, be strong in the puck. I think that's going to carry over. Hey, they started the season off with five or six points. They've got a tough one against Pittsburgh. They got back-to-back -back against, or two games against Buffalo, Friday, Sunday. And by the way, fans, remember, Sundays is an afternoon game. There was a time change. It's 3 o'clock so that the Buffalo Sabre fans can watch <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres at 3 and their Buffalo Bills at 6. So that's why the game was changed from 7. But we'll be on air, Joe B and I. And then we start the Islanders. It's a six-game homestand. The Caps can put a lot of points together. they got to keep climbing. I know they're in first now. But that's only three games in. Let's keep winning.
They got to. So you can check all those games out on NBC Sports Washington. You can watch Dad with all his notes and all this chaos. You'll probably hear the same stuff too, fans, because I'm not sure I have any more information to give out on Friday and Sunday. <laughs> oh, against Buffalo. Yeah. All these are <laughs> these are all Buffalo up. notes. So what are you going to talk about? Probably redo them. And Joel said, "Did you hear that before?" And I said, "No, I didn't use that oh, one." You, you can reuse stats, oh, can't yeah. you? Yeah, okay. reuse stories, reuse stats for sure. Okay, well, you can catch Dad on NBC Sports Washington for all of these games. You're going to hear the same stories on Family Face Off. Oh, okay. Just keep watching. Okay. One will come back around. Okay. You wait and see. All right, there you go. All right, well, thank you guys for joining in on Episode 2 of Family Face Off. You can catch the audio version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also and watch. What? Keep going. Watch. Okay. Keep going. You can also watch it. Uh, realfundc.com slash family face off youtube instagram twitter we're all over the place. big announcement yes we're all also on caps 24 7 so we're excited to be part of that with john walton john anthony so get your family face off fix throughout oh. the social media <laughs> stratosphere i'm not sure all those things that you mentioned for it, but i do know a lot of the things that we're on it seems like we're just booming <laughs> Okay, well, we're booming. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Go Caps!